0: Hey listeners, it's Andrea. Today, in our special bonus episode, we break down the best of season three and look forward to season four. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the TNG podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice.
0: Hey, I'm your co-host, Andrea. Sharice, we are doing a season finale for season three to wrap up the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and look forward to season four. And I can't believe that we're here already. This is like, what?
1: <laughs> when did totally, this happen? Totally. We are, you know, a little past the halfway point
0: mm-hmm. or
1: added. I haven't actually counted what episode number we're at out of yeah. 178. I think we're at 75 or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. But we're, we're kind of at the halfway ish point point. and man, does this show just keep getting better and better? I have to say for season three, almost every episode was good. Even if it wasn't amazing, even if it wasn't spectacular, it was legitimately good. And that is so refreshing and such a change from season one, which was the exact opposite. Almost every episode was bad.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, I was looking back over the list of like season three episodes and there were a lot from the early part of season three where I was like, oh, I didn't remember that was in season three, just because they're not bad. They're just forgettable. Mm -hmm. But then I think from the midway point on, I mean, we had the yesterday's Enterprise. We had the Offspring, mm-hmm. the most toys. Like there was just Deja so Q. many great Deja Q mm-hmm. is one of my, is my personal favorite. Like uh, there's just so much good stuff. So I kind of want to jump into this. Do you have a favorite episode and a least favorite episode of season three? I
1: do. And I'm going to start with my least favorite because I think a lot of the things I want to talk about is just kind of reminiscing on all the beautiful, wonderful, amazing things of season three, but it Definitely. wouldn't be the show if we didn't have a few gripes about things going on. So <laughs> my least favorite episode of all of season three is easily Menage Troy. Yeah, It's yep. at the bottom of the barrel. It Same. feels like a season one episode. And for that reason alone, it really just doesn't belong here.
0: I agree. I'm with you on that. I really, really hate Menage Troy, which shouldn't be a surprise to any of our listeners because I've been ragging on it for like five <laughs> episodes already. Um, but I got to say, so it is bad, like writing women. We've got Loaxana, We've got Ferengi. We've got weird pointless nudity of the women it's just like all of it is just very sexist and like racist and really yucky so I don't like that one I will say there's one or two others that I really really didn't love but weren't terrible but just didn't feel season three like do you remember who watches the watchers Mm -hmm. where they're in that like proto-vulcan yeah uh, like the duck blind episode like that one to me was like oh, this was season three. It felt very like middle of season two to me. It felt, yeah, Um, that
1: episode was very season two of a feel. Yeah. Where, um, just to to remind our listeners, where they go to this planet where people are being studied. It's a proto-Vulcan culture. They're being studied by some people in Starfleet from this like duck blind, this hunting blind. But then the technology goes wonky and the local, some of the locals see the Mm -hmm. Federation. And now it becomes this weird thing of there's other people out there and they're trying to kill us. And we've got to, you know, do these rituals before they kill us. And then at the end they they just go, Oh, you guys are just an advanced species with technology. Let's all be friends. And then mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, and there's a lot of great things in that episode. The makeup's really great. The costume yes. is fantastic. The yes. sets it's, are incredible. It's Vulcan,
0: it's Vulcan meets Ren Faire. It was freaking yes. great costume, yes. Yes. great costume. And the storyline is interesting, but
1: the story itself is very forgettable. I, I'm yeah. confident that without this podcast,
0: I wouldn't have ever remembered this episode existed. Not even close. And by next week, I will have forgotten again 100%. that it existed. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let's jump to favorite episode. What was your favorite?
1: So I would have to say, as far as endings, the best of both worlds has the best ending. Yes. Best ending yes. of ever. But as an overall episode for season three the offspring was my favorite. And Mm. for a couple of reasons, one, because I love data. He's my favorite character. So I love a good data heavy episode, but also this is one besides the ending of best of both worlds. The whole episode of LOL is one of those episodes that really has stuck with me over the years. And I just keep Mm -hmm. thinking back to the end of that episode where LOL's program is, is kind of shutting down and Lol is no more. And she goes through reverse order of everything she's learned as data's child. And she's just like kissing and you know, laughter and just painting and just all this stuff. And you're like, oh, like, it's just a, it's just was a beautiful episode. I think about it often and it just really tugs on the heartstrings. Um, what about you? What's, what's, was your favorite episode of, of season three?
0: Um, okay. Well, my favorite episode was actually, um, Sarek.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> it you should was see the look on my face. I'm just like, <laughs> no false. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Derek was awful. It was awful. It wasn't a awful, but it was pretty awful. Um, my, my personal favorite episode is deja Q, mm-hmm. um, for the entire series. So it was my favorite, uh, episode of season three, but and I'm going to say it was just, it's a, it's a different, it's a departure from TNG. It, it is the captain and the ship and Q, but it's also like, a lot funnier mm-hmm. and lighter and more comedic. So it was kind of this little bit of a departure where they usually don't do funny, but they did it so well for deja Q. Mm-hmm. But I also have to say, um, I have a couple of other that are like way up there yesterday's enterprise mm-hmm. with the return of Tasha Ugh. And then, like 78 year old, like costumes, like just so fantastic, so great. Um, another, like, offshoot fun one was Captain's Holiday with him and Vosh and the mm-hmm. Horgon and the Tox Utat and all that, like, <laughs> and Indiana Jones meets Picard, like, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we just did review The Best of Both Worlds part one, and that ending had my heart racing. And I just ugh, love that one so much. And you're right, I think you did mention this when we did the review that, like, Part two is like even better. So it's like, oh. Part two is (laughs) even better. I'm really excited about it. And
1: it was hard. Andre and I were talking off, off mic about how when we finished watching Best of Both Worlds, we immediately wanted to watch the next one because you're just, you have this, I had this rush of anxiety. What's going to happen? Mind you, we've both seen these episodes a million times, (laughs) but (laughs) still being left on that cliffhanger, I wanted resolution immediately. And I'm probably going to watch the second episode today or something just to like get that cleared up. But that's a really good episode where you've seen it and you still have this desire to see what's going to happen next because it's just that good.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, But yeah, I I would say top spot is deja vu for me personally, but Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday's enterprise and the offspring is really, really sad. That's, that is one episode where I keep watching it and watching things fall apart for lol and keep just like hoping by sheer will, I can change the (laughs) storyline from happening like that where I'm like, don't do it. Don't Even though listen, people I'm, I'm screaming at my laptop screen but I do it every time because that is that human nature. Like I don't want that ending and you watch it unraveling and you as a viewer are completely helpless Mm -hmm. to change something. That's like so important. Ah, it's just really sad. Um, But Sharice, I noticed that you came up with this like amazing list of like a bunch of other like cool things. Do you want to go down that list?
1: Yes. So we're playing a little game. It's kind of like a award ceremony for season three. And we're going Mm -hmm. through and just saying best this, best that coolest this or that. And so play along. If you're listening, say it out loud. <laughs> Doesn't matter if there's anyone around. Doesn't, Doesn't matter who. who. <laughs> yep. <laughs> say, it, say it out loud and play along with us because we would love to hear from you. And and also you can feel free to chime in our Instagram at the TNG podcast or send us an email to info at the podcast.com and let us know your winners for these different categories. Oh my
0: God. I would love to hear from you guys because we hear... From our listeners, and we get emails from time to time, and it is super cool. We had, um, for example, one of our listeners had written in to say that she too was like super duper annoyed by the pip situation and how mm-hmm. the ranks seemed to be all over the place. And she had come up with like her ranking of the ranks. It was just super cool stuff like that. Like, which by the we- way was
1: covered in lower decks, which she brought up to us to say, Hey, this gets, this gets resolved in lower decks. And that's yes. why i was like, I got to watch this show. Yeah. Everything that bugs me in TNG gets resolved in lower decks. Thank yep.
0: you. Lower deck. It is, it is super cool. <laughs> um, Yeah. I want to hear from you guys. We also heard, I heard Sharice from a listener, who had actually spoken to me (laughs) because she said, I know from the podcast with the offspring episode that you were like trying to change the ending, but like, you know, you just keep willing it to be different. And then you're like horrified that it's not different every time. Mm -hmm. She literally called me on the phone because we have, she joins the clubhouse rooms and then we we've come into contact. She called me when she's like, I'm watching an episode of a show right now. And the ending is going so badly. And I'm thinking of you because I'm like, no, no like screaming Aww. at my TV. So I just that was like, oh my god, that's so cute. I love that so
1: much. That's amazing. All right. Yeah, we we, we really first yes, we really do love hearing from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we <We're laughs> talk about it all the time. Yeah, so the first category I have and I don't have that many, but the first category is um best alien makeup and costume. And this is hard because season 3 crushed it with yes. makeup and costumes like yep. and really I feel like this category alone needs subcategories because are we talking about the people who are humanoid? Like they just look like humans, but there's a little bit different because that's totally different from something like a Ferengi, which looks nothing like a human. It's got so many big, you know, so many prosthetics and stuff. So I didn't really break it down further. I just wanted to know kind of your thoughts, some of the standout aliens for you that were just the best makeup and or best costume if they just kind of had a regular face.
0: Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would want to say, I think some really, really cool, very understated alien makeup was, um, John Doe from transfigurations. Mm-hmm. I loved, it was just super understated, but his costume was really cool and very unique. Um, the way that he carried himself as an alien was just different enough that you're like, Oh, you're not human. But th- I thought that was really, really cool. And his face kind of has a pack lid feel to it because the packlets have these like
1: wrinkles. I mean they have these like really sad faces like bumps and ridges Yeah. <laughs> but they have yeah. these like wrinkles in their face these exaggerated mm-hmm. facial features mm-hmm. and John Doe also has wrinkles on his face but they seem very deliberate and it's it's a really interesting look.
0: Yeah I agree. Do you have a favorite for
1: costume? Yeah I so I guess I don't have one. I just put all of the aliens in the allegiance episode. That's the episode where Picard gets kidnapped. And he's trapped in this oh, little cell yeah. and yeah, we yeah, see, yeah. um, we see the, the Bolians for the first time. Yep. And then we see the Chalnar and we see the other guy whose name I don't remember, but he had that Sydney opera house hat. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he really Oh did. my gosh. Like those, I just, I still cannot get over how dope those makeups were. And how yeah. great the costuming was and not just makeup and costume, but also the entire personality wrapped up in those costumes yes. that you felt like there was a whole species behind them, even though they were only showing up here and there in scenes and only had a few lines. I thought that yes. was just spectacular work and not to keep talking about Lower Decks, but that guy with the Sydney Opera House hat comes back up in Lower Decks. And I was like, yes. that's the guy, the guy <laughs> you only see one time ever in TNG.
0: Yep. We never see yep. him do it again. Yep.
1: I or do love that. Ours.
0: Nope. No, I don't think we've ever seen Never them again. again. Um, I gotta say one of my favorite costumes and one of my favorite season three characters that is only there for one episode is from the hunted, which is the Roga Danar episode. Roga Danar, so great. Probably the best yeah. costume of season I think, three. I think best costume of season three. Um, the makeup was again, like understated, just kind of looked like colored very tattoos, subtle. Mm-hmm. very subtle, but super, super rad. Um, Oh, we cannot talk about costumes without talking about Captain's Holiday and those species from like the future that are mm-hmm. looking for the Toxutat because they've got like holographic parts of their uniform that are also like embedded in their skulls too. Mm-hmm. Like that was a serious makeup job right there.
1: I mean um, A++ for season 3 because even basically. even the Vulcans, the proto-Vulcan culture that we just mentioned with the like Renfair outfits yeah. were fantastic. Like they look I so mean, cool. Just, yeah. So play along with us. If you can, there's a lot of good ones in season
0: three. <laughs> all um, right. Well, the next one on your list is coolest alien powers. Right? What is your vote for
1: coolest alien powers? So This three? this one was tough because I did think John Doe's powers to heal and all that were super dope, but ah. I had to go with the Kevin and Rashawn episode. Kevin <gasps> who has the power to like create and destroy things with his mind. Yes. He destroyed an entire species, like all of them. Just yes. in a moment of anger, I was that like, is, "That is the most powerful alien I've ever seen. More powerful yep. than Q." I
0: yes, think. this is from season three, episode three, "The Survivors." Um, yeah, and it's the episode where the entire planet has been destroyed except for like one square hectare of <laughs> land. That's like perfectly little green area, and it's like very nineteen ninety. It really house. looks like two blocks. It doesn't really look like a whole hectare. It looks like no, no, no. Two yeah, blocks of like, grass. It, it, it yeah, it looks like it looks like a 200 by 200 square foot property. It looks like one, just like, just a good size property. Like a hectare. I was like, that's kind of a, you, you. It's kind like right, a farm I, or something. I like guess, a big I guess, uh, yeah, I was like, no, this was just like the front yard, the backyard and the house. Everything else around them was basically taken away what looked like by the crystalline entity. Yes. And then they had this perfect little square. <laughs> and even when they destroyed it, the enterprise destroyed it because they suspected like something was going on it like reappeared again so kevin had lost his wife in this battle and when he found out that rashan had been killed in this moment of rage because he's an omnipotent being destroyed every single one of this alien race that had destroyed them so he's a dowed, an immortal energy being with vast powers and it just he he had destroyed the husnak who had like wiped out the whole planet mm-hmm. and he destroyed every knock anywhere in the universe and that, yeah, girl, that's. I mean, I was going to go with John Doe because he had the ability to heal, but which was cool. I'll give him second place. He can get the bronze. <laughs> second place is Silver Girl.
1: <laughs> I mean, Silver. Sorry, he can get the silver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, I think that no was one cool, gets but the think
0: No, we only no, have we two do,
1: people in this category. We don't do bronze. <laughs> <laughs> no, like seriously, I think from this. Ep- I mean, I guess we could put Q. Q is super powerful and Q was in season three, but Kevin is like on another level. Yes. And we never see the doubt again either. Um, Uh, Maybe for good reason, because
0: I wish we did, but I think you're right though. There's no reason why we would see them again, because if they were going up against the Federation, they wouldn't stand a chance. Like they don't Mm -hmm. even stand a chance against the Borg. for Christ's sake. How are you going to stand a chance against an omnipotent energy being who can wipe out all life in the universe? Like with a thought, with a thought.
1: Yeah, didn't even like, have to snap like you, just a thought and like, just whoa, a thought. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would, yeah. And then I would also say John Doe because he has those healing powers. And that was really cool. Yeah. Which actually brings me to the next category,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is favorite love story in season three. We had a lot of, well, maybe I shouldn't say love. We had a lot of romance stories. We had a lot yeah. of romance in season three and my favorite of the entire season was between Beverly and John Doe. I thought that was just really sweet, really beautiful. Yes. And I'm so bummed that they couldn't live happily ever after together.
0: Yeah, that was really sad. And they just had such a genuine, I think love is really, really good love is based on like mutual respect um, Mm -hmm. and trust and understanding. And I think that that's a really potent combination because I have been in love with people that I didn't really respect that much. And of course it didn't last long, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, this is different. It's really, really... Deep appreciation for each other, and I love that. And I am sad that, like, he did transfigure into this light beam, and that was like the end of his journey, and that's really cool. But yeah, he did have to leave Beverly behind, which is sad. Um, I don't know which one of my favorite love story is beside that one, but I will tell you my least favorite quote unquote love story, and it was <laughs> Troy and Devanani Rawl from The Price, the, the
1: wormhole episode, yeah, when they were trying to buy the wormhole, and there was this douchebag who was half beta Z or who was beta Z, but not telling anybody about it and using
0: using his his powers powers. against everyone, including Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Giving her the most threatening slash sexy lice check I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) The most invasive hair combing I've ever seen. I'll
1: agree. That was my least favorite romantic encounter in all of season three. Yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. Easily. Um, I think that we can't quite wrap up season three without mentioning that, you know, we do, we did talk a lot about the offspring, which we do love, but I do need to remind us and our listeners that Jonathan Frakes was the director of the offspring. So in his directorial debut, knocked it clear out of the park, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And I think it's a great thing that he did because, because of that, due to the success of the offspring, you know, which is, it's a collaborative effort. It's the writers and the actors and the director and all that, but the director gets a lot of credit you know, um, because of that, they brought him back to direct more episodes. And now he's like a regular director. He's not acting as much. He's Mm -hmm. in a little bit of Picard season two, I think, but he's directing much, much more now. And I think that it's great that he got the chance to sit in the chair and direct while he was on TNG, because if he hadn't been given that chance, who knows if he would have gone that direction. Yeah. And what's
1: really interesting, which is something I didn't know until I heard an interview, um, from somebody is that a lot of the actors in Star Trek and maybe on other shows, I don't know, but for sure for Trek, a lot of those main actors got a chance to direct episodes and they went on to become directors. So even though we don't see a lot of them in future shows, we don't see them show a lot of them show up in Voyager or what have you, they went on to direct and they were directing episodes of Voyager. They were directing episodes of other um, Trek series and other shows in general. So most of them go on to be directors when they stop acting, which is actually kind of nice because I remember thinking not too long ago, that all these characters, it made it really hard for them to find work because whatever movie they were in, you would just be like, Oh, that's Troy in a movie. That's Riker in a movie, right? They would, they'd have so much celebrity that it'd be hard for people to see them as someone different, but because most of them went into directing, they still have a hand in the business, even though we don't get to see them. And so that, that kind of made me feel good. And yeah, Jonathan Frakes is in season one of Picard. And he also directs quite a bit of Picard as well. Um, and I think they just all did a great job. Like every single one of them that got to direct something did a fantastic job with their different episodes,
0: yeah, yes, I agree. I think this all of season three was just so strong, um with the exception of like one or two episodes. But even the one or two episodes, Manage Troy definitely belonged on season one. But with that exception, everything mm-hmm. else felt season three, even if it wasn't the strongest, it wasn't the outrageous Okana. It wasn't something like really dumb like that,
1: mm-hmm. that um, stupid
0: royale where they're trapped in the
1: hotel oh or
0: God, something which I think just could like quite possibly be the worst episode of TNG <laughs> ever made. And listen, I'm a feminist and I'm all about like, stop making women only into sex objects. If you want to be a sex object, go for it. But if that's the only role you have, that's bullshit. And even as a feminist, the Royale is worse than all of those. It's so freaking <laughs> bad. <laughs> that's a really painful episode. Yeah. So
1: But overall, almost all the episodes were really good. And I'm looking forward to season four because so many of the episodes are great. I was just kind of like skimming over season four and I was like, okay, let me think about some of the things I'm looking forward to. And it's not so much episodes as it is for me. I mean, some of it's episodes, but for me, it's just a lot of like characters and things that happen. So I have like a whole bunch of things I'm excited about. I'm just going to say them and then I'd love to hear Go all for the things it. you're excited about. Go for it. So I'm excited about a resolution with what happens with lacutus Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> that's like first on the list. Like, first on the that's list. of both worlds part two. Yes. Let's finish that up. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out what happens to this Borg <laughs> captain. Um, I'm excited about meeting Tasha Yar's sister. Mm-hmm. That's just like, and Data's interaction
0: with that and his memory of her. Is, oh. that, is that legacy? I think It is. It is. That's um, season four, episode six, legacy, where we meet Yar's sister and her home planet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, I'm excited about meeting the devil. There's an episode called The Devil's Due, which hilariously is episode 13 of season four. (laughs) I feel like they did that on purpose. We see you. We see you, TNG. Number 13. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: episode is just such a great episode. And that character is such a phenomenal character. And it's just so much fun. Um, I'm excited about clues. That's a little like mystery episode. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one I think of often where you're just kind of like, what is going on here? And I like mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of mystery and it's on the ship. It's not a mystery with a planet. It's not a colony got scooped up and we don't know who it's something going on in the ship in kind of slice of life type way. And I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. We get the episode called the Nth Degree, which I call big head Barclay and <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, even though Barkley is not my favorite characters, he has some great episodes like hollow, like hollow the hollow ethics um, episode "Hollow pursuits. Yeah. Yeah. Where we talked about hollow ethics is so important to my understanding of all of Trek and how they do and don't do things as a community. And this episode again is really, really good to kind of find out how other alien species explore the universe. So I have to say, even though he's not my favorite character, I, so far, I'm liking his episodes. Yes. Um, we get to meet the Trill. This is when the Trill get introduced, which is amazing because they're a huge part of Deep Space Nine. Are they? Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. We get a re- we, not a resolution, but we get some further discussion about the Klingon crisis and what's going on with Worf and him being excommunicated from all of Klingon. We get some more on that, which is really good. And I, I really love that storyline. Data gets a girlfriend in season four, mm-hmm. and it's a total disaster
0: as anyone would have have predicted that. Yep.
1: (laughs) Jordy meets Leah Brahms. Which is a disaster.
0: <laughs> I love I love that that is a story arc from like season two. I think that's yep. super cool
1: I cannot believe we had to wait all the way till season four to get the resolution on it because I, I totally right? remembered in my mind it's like the next episode right I thought yeah it was like so right weird. I know I felt like it was like two episodes later. I was like, oh, it's like seasons later, okay. yeah and then we get some cool Geordie episodes, one where he gets like transformed into this cool creature and then another one where he gets brainwashed and totally turned into the Manchurian candidate. Yeah, um so we get some fun Geordie in season four. So those are things I'm looking forward to. Um,
0: I agree with you. And also I'm kind of mad that you went first because you took most of the ones I was going to talk about. (laughs) Not in a bad way, not in a bad way at all. I love Devils do. That's a really fun one. Um, I love that Picard has to have battle of a wits with an equally strong, but very, very intelligent. But also, very unscrupulous woman. So she's like mm-hmm. exactly the opposite of Picard, but the same as him in many ways. So she's it's kind of really- like Vosh mixed with Loxana. It re- she is like, like got that she's got that kind of equal and
1: opposite that Vosh has. Yeah, she's also yes. got that weird obsession that Lawaksana yes, has. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, you're like, oh, yes. why? I don't get it. But
0: also <laughs> with seemingly like unlimited powers. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, you know, and very, very nefarious like intention to use those powers. So that one's a really fun one. One of my favorite episodes, again, it's like it's gotta be in my top 10, is um the episode called Remember Me. That's episode mm-hmm. five of season four. That's the one where Beverly gets trapped in the static warp bubble that um, Wesley accidentally makes. And the traveler has to come back and like help them figure out a way to get her back. And her universe is like collapsing and, you know, everybody's disappearing from the ship, but the computer has no knowledge of anybody else of those names being on the ship. The computer has no knowledge or like nobody else has any knowledge of those people existing either. So she's like, am I going crazy without, and I think that the fear of going crazy is a very real fear with Mm -hmm. a lot of people because the reality construct that we believe is one that we have deeply rooted in um, like years of practice. Mm -hmm. So when that is suddenly pulled out from under you, it's extremely dizzying and, and really scary. Um, Yeah, that's probably going to be one of my least favorite episodes of season four. I
1: don't like that episode. So it's going to be really interesting when I rewatch it to see if that changes. That's one of the episodes I always skip. Like, I just feel it's, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it for so many reasons, but I also haven't seen it in a really, really long time because I always skip it. Yeah. It could totally be one of those things where I rewatch it and either I go, yep, I was right. (laughs) Or I go like, I didn't see all these other yes. things here. So I'm going to be interested you know, to see my
0: reaction to that episode specifically. I'm, I'm really interested to see your reaction as well. Cause it is one of my favorites. I love that. It builds the suspense where like, this is a really scary part where there's a problem going on. And only one person who seems to notice it, mm-hmm. nobody else is validating that person's worries where usually there's a problem mm-hmm. one person sees it and then they get they have like an ally who believes them and will work mm-hmm. with them but this one she's on, on her it's own. usually everybody they're like all right double down the scans like they just exactly exactly mm-hmm. exactly and that does actually happen in remember me where picard is like okay people are disappearing let's do scans let's do this and that but like it keeps coming up as empty and they're like beverly he might have been like overworked or overtired or and she's mm-hmm. like, no, you know. So that episode really kind of beautifully ratches up, ratches up the like suspense and the confusion, which I think is cool. Um now I think Troy starts to become a much more important part of the crew in this season. Um, I actually do really enjoy the episode the loss, which is episode 10, that's the one where she loses her empathic abilities and then has to kind of like function as a real human. And everybody on the crew is like, yeah, we're really sorry that happened to you, but like, welcome to being a human being. This is what we do every day. Mm-hmm. And she's like processing through all those emotions and feelings. And she's like sad, but then she's like angry and defiant. Cause everybody's like, listen, lady, like you've been able to read our feelings all this time. And I've had this edge over us and now you don't, and you're mm-hmm. pissed. And she really is. And I think it's a, it's a really humanizing story I really Mm. like that one that's another one I
1: always skip so again I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna be interested to see how my reaction is now especially having gone through season one Troy yeah where she's just beyond useless yes and then seeing her become more important as we go through season two and season three yeah yeah and I I know how I feel about her in general based on season seven Troy yeah I'm I'm looking forward to all those continued transitions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the Nth degree is also a really fun one, even though it's Barclay, it's like awesome Barclay where he becomes like smarter than everybody and he's got solutions to everything. And, and at the end when it is revealed why all of this has happened, it is such a unique and cool, like twist on a story. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to reveal what it is yet in case you don't remember it or you haven't watched it, but it is just a really cool episode. We do see Q come back. I think he only visits once in um episode 20 entitled Cupid. Um mm-hmm. and that's and that's the um Robin Hood right. That's another you know, one I episode yeah. with Vosh. Yeah. I usually skip that one because I think it's the weakest of the Q episodes, besides that, like. The Frankie dog put it. Yeah. I think yeah, that like, one's the yeah. weakest of the Q episode. I hate that one. <laughs> I just hate it so much. Oh my God. But <laughs> but it's fun to see Cupid come back. It's fun to see Picard. It's kind of like holodeck play, except in real life, it
1: feels oh. a lot like the ho- it feels like the weird holodeck thing that Barclay created, where it's this like Renfair holodeck. Thi- I don't yes. know. Yes, it's just <laughs> it, yeah. That's another one I skipped. So yeah. I don't know. Season four's got some like crazy ones, uh, some great great ones, and then some other ones where I'm like, yeah, I skip that.
0: I skipped that. I skip. Which which you know which makes <laughs> me wonder. I, all through this time, my whole life up until kind of just right now, I've always thought like seasons four, five, and six were the strongest. Mm-hmm. And even scrolling forward into like season five and six, like, yeah, there are some really great ones, but I think the highest concentration of incredible, unique and memorable episodes really was season three. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are like, oh, season three is kind of widely considered the best. And I was like, no, I feel like four and five, like there's so many good mm-hmm. ones, but looking back, I'm like, oh shoot. I think we really are wrapping up. in my opinion the strongest season of TNG Mm -hmm. but of course looking forward to like tons and tons of yeah tons of other episodes um to go into but um yeah that's where I'm at Sharice any final thoughts before we say goodbye to season three and hello to season four I I, I'm just yeah I'm just kind of
1: scrolling (laughs) through season four and it's got some really good ones, and then it's got ones I skip. Man, I don't know. I hope that season three wasn't the very best season because that means it's behind us now. <laughs>
0: I know, which is sad.
1: It means it's behind let's, us. I mean, let's just it. say the best is yet to come.
0: Let's just do that. Let's just, even yeah. if we're pretending, just, it's okay I will to pretend. Say, I will say, even <laughs> if
1: the entire seasons are not strong, because I'm looking at Netflix right now while we're talking to be like, well, uh, maybe. But yeah, even if the other seasons, <laughs> but no, you're right. Um, even if the other seasons aren't as strong as a whole. What is going to get so much better that I'm looking forward to is the character development. We fall more and more in love with the characters because we find out more about who they really are. We find out more as the seasons go on about Data and his backstory and his family. We find out more about Geordi's family, which is not that much. We find out more about Picard's family. And honestly, I don't care, but we're going to find that out in like season two. I mean, episode two of season three.
0: Yes. Okay. So I did learn that there was supposed to be a three episode arc which was Best of Both Worlds Part 1, Part 2, and Families, or Family, which is Episode 2 of Season 4, was supposed to be, like, the conclusion of everything. But they ended up kind of turning that into, like, mostly a two-parter. And then there's, like, a little emotional spillover that happens in, yeah, um, in that Season 4, Episode, episode 2. Mm-hmm. But honestly... I, I don't care about that. Episode I don't at care. All. That's another I skip one. I skip. I'm i like, you go hang out in a vineyard and fight with your brother. And like, okay, it's really dumb. And by That's the way, really all we need to say about and it. the best <laughs> of both world wrap up is so great. Yeah. It's so, it's like so
1: energetic and like adventurous and all this stuff. And there's crazy battles. And then it's like, now nah, let's go to a vineyard. I don't care. Like, it's yeah. like, it's too far in the opposite direction. Yes. Yeah. And now it's just like the personal drama, which again, I don't care. So anyways, we find out more about Picard's family. We don't care. Um, We find out, it turns out it doesn't matter. Yeah, Troy keeps developing as a person, thank God. She gets Mm -hmm. more dimensions. Um, Beverly keeps developing as a person. I think, like, and we see a lot more of of Worf and his backstory. So we get to see more of the characters as people Mm -hmm. and more slice of life stuff and more of their internal conflict. And that's really satisfying. So I think that's probably something that is only gonna get stronger over time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I am- I I really could not be happier with like saying goodbye to season three because it was really awesome. So it's a very happy send off, not like a season one, like, thank God we're done with this shit kind of send off. (laughs) It's like, no, this was amazing. And, you know, so long and thanks for all the memories kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But really jumping in feet first into season four, because. I mean, the first episode is our conclusion to this like incredible episode that is widely understood to be like the best cliffhanger in television history. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't agree more. So um, I'm super excited. We hope to be excited with you and we hope that you're excited with us. And we want to hear from you guys. If you had different takes on like favorite, least favorite episodes, best love story, best costume and makeup, um, most memorable moments, things like that. Um, We definitely want to hear from you.
1: Yep. So let us know either, um, hit us up on Instagram at the TNG podcast or send us an email because we read all the emails info
0: at the TNG Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for geeking out with us.
1: Be sure to join the crew at the TNG to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. We'll see you next time.